greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, April 13th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. Both accounts got a lot of good things going on there, occasionally some bad, but we don't really talk about the bad now, do we? If you feel so inclined, remember, of course, to hit me up on either of those accounts or the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com for maybe your more detailed, long, lengthy type of questions, and I'll do my best to address these questions, comments, or maybe even concerns here on the show. And today on the show, as promised, it is part three, that's right, part tris. I guess some would say, of my conversation with Jenna Garcia of Lockdown Rockies. Today we talked about, I guess, just the spring training type of stuff. You know, this is the closure, I guess, of the pod. A little little light on this on the 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 importance issues, I guess you could say in a strange way. This isn't the Nolan Arenado talk, which is obviously the the kind of thing everyone wants to know about when it comes to the Rockies. But we talked about some spring training stuff before everything got shut down, and then Jenna gave her predictions on the season for the Rockies, and I think you guys are going to want to hear that especially. She makes it an especially interesting kind of prediction, especially for Padres fans. You guys will just have to tune in to see that. And yes, guys, so without further ado, let's cut right into it. I know I'm usually not great at doing intros, and I keep talking for too long, so let's get right into it. Here we go. Jenna, I want to ask you, what were some of your, your spring training thoughts, I guess, before the season kind of got suspended for for at least right now indefinitely? Um, I, my biggest critique, my biggest critique of the 2019 season for the Rockies was their ability, uh, to get on base, um, and to, I guess it would just be to get on base and to actually hit players home. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. there were few games when they had like a lot of players on base that were actually ended up being scored runs. There were, you could get, they'd have a lot of guys on base, but left on base, or they'd have very few guys on base. That was most of their losses, right? You'd either watch them get on base a ton, but never score or not be able to get on base at all. And it was a lot of like solo home run shots. And I thought the one thing I wanted to see out of spring training from the Rockies was their ability to get on base and actually make it productive, right? They brought in Daniel Murphy from the Mets, uh, because they felt like, or Jeff Breidich felt like, or his team, I don't know who, how all of their decisions are made necessarily, but I just always am like, Jeff made that decision. <laughs> but Daniel Murphy was supposed to be this great, you know, tactical batter who's able to like, read the pitches well and, and, and ha- give you a effective at bat. And that was a big term that was constantly thrown out by Rockies people, right? Whenever we were interviewing Buddy Black or, or even Jeff Breidich, but I Daniel Murphy obviously underperformed what from what he was expected to perform, and then there was just not guys who weren't able to, even Nolan not able to leave, you know, get guys home, hit guys home, or Nolan was often stranded on base and nobody else could hit him home, I, which I'm sure led to part of his frustration, like we just talked about. Um, so I wanted to see that more than anything. And I felt really positive about David Dahl, Ryan McMahon. They even had a couple of their catching guys who they have like, you know, behind Tony Walters, uh, Drew Butera, gosh, I'm spacing on the other guy's name. They just brought him up from 
Miners, but I can't think of his name, and Dom Nunez, they were all showing good signs, right? Things that I thought were felt like were positive signs as far as hitting guys home, being productive. But again, I hate using spring training sets too. You know, it doesn't, does it, what does it really mean? How hard were guys really playing in those games? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because yeah, you get that every year. And I know that the, the, since I'm plugged into New Jersey and the New York, like I remember Greg Bird, I use this example all the time who nobody knows about now, but he was like this kind of up and coming prospect for the Yankees. And then he's just raking in the spring. And then he famously was batting under like 120 for the first month of the season. Like he could just not hit the ball. And while he's definitely not that bad, he's just turned out to not be a great player. And it's just goes to show you that like spring training is kind of weird. And I know Chris Paddock, who's the ace of the Padres, like he has been clearly when the spring training games were still on, like he's just testing out pitches, for example, like everyone's like, oh, he got lit up. That was that wasn't great. I don't care, man. Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't it spring training for me is only a good barometer for maybe seeing like those last four or five guys that make the roster. And just from an entertainment perspective of seeing some of those upcoming prospects like play for the first time with the the Padres being like Mackenzie Gore, the best uh, pitching prospect in baseball. Like, oh, cool. Like we get to see him. But it shouldn't be this thing that you use as a a test or a litmus test for whether or not the players are going to be good or whether or not going to they're going to be bad. It's just it's really kind of useless in that perspective. But if you take it from a just pure enjoyment kind of perspective, I understand that much. Yeah, for sure. It's the same way I think about like AAA pitchers, right? Like they're mostly just trying to work on a specific sequence of pitches, and they're like working on location and their mechanics. So they're not really. You know, they they sent Kyle Freeland down last year, last season for a couple of months, and he was like getting rocked every single game he pitched in AAA. But it's like they were just specifically working on his mechanics. So whether he got rocked or not was not really what they were looking for. So it's kind of the same same concept. That being said, it's 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 still it's still sad that we don't have any spring training games and that Major League Baseball didn't, you know, start and that it's suspended indefinitely. We'll have to see. When it, when it comes back, transition noise. <laughs> Guys, we're taking a little bit of a break here to talk to you about Postmates. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. And that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store. No more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Although late night deliveries, I wouldn't mind. Let's just say late night snacking is a big, big favorite of mine. But anyways, just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you first download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Jenna, before I let you get out of here, I think you might have already said this already, but we've been talking actually for a while, it turns out. Uh, but <laughs> you can repeat yourself, I guess. What would you say is like your big prediction or just your basic predictions for where the Rockies are going to end up? Uh, by the end of the season. Let's just assume 
that baseball is happening. Yeah. Um, my prediction has been that I thought the Rockies would come out third in the NL West. Uh, I thought they'd be kind of middle of the pack, I guess. I didn't. Dick Momfort, the owner of the Rockies, believes that they will have a huge season and be in the playoffs again because <laughs> in like 2017, 18, uh, and 19, they had the same thing happen where like 17, they were really great. 18, they kind of fell off, and 19, they came back, or something like that. It could be 16, 17, hmm. 18. I forget which Interesting. three years it was. But he believes that they have all the talent they need and that they are a talented team, which, I mean, you read names like Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado, and you're like, yeah, that's talent. But I, I think it's more in baseball, it really is more about, like, how are you working together? How are you meshing that talent? And I thought that I, I if baseball was happening – I think that they would have been better than last year. But with the Dodgers picking up Mookie Betts, I don't think anybody's going to be better than them, especially not in the NL West. Like, I'm pretty sure we all took the L right there, uh, <laughs> that trade, like every other NL West team. So, uh, but I did have the Padres finishing a little bit higher because I think Tatis is due for a major season. And kind of the same with like the guys you were talking about who have been overpaid but had crappy seasons recently I thought Hosmer would have a better season this year just not not like his best season but better than last year right and I, and I really do believe in the Padres pitchers uh and Joey Lucchese and some of the other guys they have on their pitching rotation I I think that they are pretty good and of course their farm system has been pretty good yeah. over the last couple of years so yeah I I believe the Padres were going to finish in second but like I said I grew up in San Diego and Tony Gwynn runs in my veins, so I can't. I, I don't know if I can say that and not have people think I'm a little biased. Maybe it was a little hopeful to have the Padres in second place. <laughs> for sure. Well, you heard it here for, first, folks. You didn't. You didn't hear it from me. You heard it from Jack, <laughs> the Rockies host. It's interesting. The I feel like every divisional team in the NL West right now, we're all cool with each other except for the Dodgers. Like yeah, there's exactly. no like hatred or mean spirit i talked with jeff snyder of the the dodgers host the lockdown dodgers host a few weeks ago and we were making jokes back and forth and whatnot so that was fun but yeah it's definitely like there's no hatred i like the giants for example they have one of my favorite players at all of baseball with hunter pence uh especially when he was yeah. really in, in his prime one i love hunter pence him and his dorky swing and looking beard sometimes <laughs> i just i just love that guy and it's it's really been interesting to kind of follow and talk with miller and whatnot but yes i appreciate your confidence in my team uh, and whatnot. And I appreciate that we finally got this podcast done. Yes. <laughs> it's forever, but it has finally happened. This is like the the Avengers of podcasts, I guess you could say. And finally, because I've been talking back for weeks. Hey, you know, don't worry. <laughs> We're getting the <laughs> yeah. last of the, 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 the Rockies host. We'll be on soon. We just got to figure that out. <laughs> but um, Jenna, it was a blast talking to you. And I hope that everything goes well with you both in your personal life and with the Rockies and whatnot during these kind of unprecedented times we're in. So, yes, I hope that everything is all fine and dandy and that, you know, baseball comes back as soon as possible. For sure. Everybody stay safe and stay home. And hopefully we can do another crossover soon. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's there's we have more time, I guess you could say. A little bit. <laughs> we have a little bit more time than we usually do. So that's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. <laughs>
that's right transition outro noise everybody that does it for my talk with miss jen garcia of lockdown rockies i hope you guys enjoyed it this three part spectacular this hasn't been a trilogy more important than this than since the star wars trilogy from 1970 whatever year it started i think 77 and concluded in like 84 i don't know but it doesn't matter what matters is that this is concluded, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed talking with Jen, and I know that it took some time to kind of have this come together finally, but still, I thought it was fantastic, and I thought that it was a really fun conversation, and Jen is fantastic too. So definitely go follow her on Twitter, which is uh, in the description. I can't remember the name at the moment. I'm kind of blanking on it. It's like Vita Viva Diva, something like that. Uh, I don't want to like butcher it too much, so just look at that in the podcast description. She's great on there too, and that about does it for today's podcast. Now, I do want to just talk about for the rest of the week, since I know we've done three consecutive of the same type of topic, you know what I mean? I, I've done this back to back to back. Uh, this week, I'm actually thinking of talking about the AJ Preller thing. I want to kind of do a little bit of an overview of current Padres stuff, which is more of a thing that I've been following since I didn't start following the Padres until a few, just a few years back, you know, when I started considering like this is going to be a team I follow, and then this podcast came along, and then a friend of mine is from San Diego and stuff, so I've been paying attention to them. But anyway, wanted to talk about kind of AJ Preller's tenure and review it. I guess, and I think that'll be a fun little conversation that's really pertinent to now. And then also, I want to talk about um, one team that I've been researching on, which is the 1984 San Diego Padres, and I just thought that that would be a fun little throwback thing to do this week. And also, I might be having a little bit of a Moneyball podcast this week to talk about the movie, and here's the fun part, pitch my version to my guest of what I think a Moneyball movie about the Padres would be about. That's right. Just a little bit of a dumb little, maybe, I don't want to say dumb, but a little quirky little idea that I think might be a little bit fun. And I have some other ideas that I might do as well if the opportunity arises or if people get back to me, whatever. So don't worry, guys. Still doing my best to make this podcast as interesting and unique and kind of, you know, different. As I, as I can. I don't want it to be uh, the same like every other Padres podcast or every other sports podcast for that matter. So I just thought that that would be fun. So, yep, with that being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter, which is at Lockdown, wow, which is at LO underscore Padres or at Javapeno for my personal account. And if you guys would do me a favor and tell your smart devices right now to play Lockdown MLB, it's hosted by my man Sully. He is Mr. Baseball, believe me. And he is super entertaining and awesome and dope and fantastic and most importantly, dope. So please go listen to that. You'll have a great time for sure. And with that being said, until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.